Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm your host, Paul Arnold, and I'm joined by these two knuckleheads. Oh, wait a second. I can't use that. That's part of an interruption. These are two guys that are around the horn. No, I can't use that either. All right, I'll just get to it, guys. We have our own brand of sports talk. I have Nate Moyer in Connecticut. Nate, what is the best thing about Connecticut? Uh, I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> the, taxes, the taxes are terrible. The schools, the schools are good. Yeah, you you're kids, supposed to say there. your family and your buddies that you're going to go out and play trivia with after this podcast. You know the guys. Oh you yeah, those, talk. yeah, those guys are those guys are good, but those are people. Well, you're talking about the state, so I'm saying from the state of Connecticut, uh, the schools are pretty good, but the taxes will eat you alive. So, and there are some good breweries. So there you go. There's some good beer locally, and there's also beer within a state away. So, so if you don't I like it, just drink enough beer and it looks better. Is that what you're saying? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Nate, do you have the greatest women's basketball program of all time? I will keep that in mind. I don't it's an hour and fifteen minutes away from my house. I'm you have there. all right, you have ESPN in your backyard. So you can't get in there. I tried I tried that. They didn't say whether you could get there. It's the best thing about Connecticut. I drove by there. I went into the little entrance and they were very rude. You have to know somebody to get even past there and you're not allowed to take any pictures even in the lobby. They That's will take right. your phone away. They're the protecting picture. Chris Berman's underwear. I could somehow. not get over it. That was so disappointing when I went there. I, they wouldn't even let me take a picture of the sign on the way out, the little ESPN one that's on the grass right. by the front. So when we were driving out, I had my wife drive and I took it with my phone. You can go so. to one of their many restaurants which have gone out of business and take pictures there. Uh-huh. All their little, uh, the failed little ESPN restaurants in New York City and Baltimore and all those places. They were in Disneyland, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Yeah. I think I ate it when the sports zone. I think I ate it when there was one in Vegas. I think Mm -hmm. I ate at too. It's called Overreach. It's called Business, I believe. It's called Overreach. And this cynical voice with a southern accent is Ernest Watts calling from a hotel in Greensboro or Charlotte? Greensboro, where they, uh, I'm next to the, or they play the Greensboro. Uh, open, which is one of the old, older tournaments so far. Older, like older. Jack Nicklaus like is going to be like, playing yeah, it or something. Well, well no, I think uh, Trevino won here. I think that goes. <laughs> at, I think Bobby Jones played here. That's oh wow! Here. Now we're skewing old. Two minutes into the podcast. Yeah. Well, guys, we are on different formats, and we're starting to promote the Pardon Confusion brand more. But as we just were talking about. Can you believe it? Two women, two women talking about soccer of all things already have just stolen this name, pardon the confusion, although we've been doing this podcast longer than they have, but they got in there because we were doing it underneath the Great American Man podcast, but now folks can find us straight under iTunes that are part of the confusion. Should we rebrand or should we adjust our title or should we say, hey, we're better than them, we will prevail? Yeah, we in could be spirit, like pardon these clowns or something. Pardon these in clowns. The spirit, yeah, in the spirit of diversity, we welcome everybody under our umbrella. <laughs> they are more than welcome to use our name. No. So even though it's a, it's a niche sport soccer they tend to uh, emphasize on, I, I welcome all. I no. All inclusive. All inclusive. Are you saying we're going to we have always... a podcast showdown, Ernest? Is that what you're saying? No, no I'd say that everybody. We could join them in. I am I am equal. Everyone is equal under my eyes, all four of them. How so, good is yeah, your eyesight? Well, we can talk, yeah, some, got, we can talk soccer if you want. I, I coach my daughter's U7 team and my son's mm-hmm. in U4 AYSO local. So if you know, we need to throw a little – 
soccer lingo in there to I think you're already trying to campaign to get on that, their right? podcast. Are you trying to get on theirs already, Nate? Depends on what the pay is. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, oh my gosh. Was- Mercenary. <laughs> what was that again? You what? U7 and U4. That means I'm more familiar with U2. U2 oh. is more my yes. interest. Not U2, but Bono and The Edge. Those U2. I get it. I or, thought you were going to say Buddy Holly or something. Course. Come on now. My music I do like pace. U2. U2 is my favorite band. I've seen them a couple times live. Uh, actually, I saw them in Cardinal Stadium, and it was actually not that great, which is not their fault. Just acoustically, it just pinged off that. You mean Arizona, not St. Louis. Yeah, I'm sorry, the Arizona Cardinals. That's Bush Stadium in in St. Louis. That's not Cardinal Stadium. Okay, oh, what I did in okay. St. Louis. I saw them in, in what St. was then Erickson. I saw them at uh, South Carolina. It was 95,000, and that was a Zootopia tour, which probably was their best. They have the two all-time highest revenue tours of any rock and roll band. So you think Bono is loaded? Uh, well, he's Irish, so I'm sure. <laughs> no, no, it shouldn't go that way. Speaking of Irish, oh, Nate, are we supposed to do a sports podcast really? here? Yes. Yeah, speaking of Irish, Nate. All right, so folks, I segue right. I'm going to pretend that we have new listeners for a second, and so like any good comedy show, like any good TV show, we have our roles to play. We have our constant humor to play off of. So, like in a good show there could be the guy who's super cheap and you can talk about the girl who doesn't get uh dating or there's certain type of stereotypes or catchphrases folks we give nate a super hard time about notre dame because he is mr rudy incarnate i mean did you see the new rudy commercial nate by the way i don't like it i did not oh, like that i think they goodness. just that was too much it was just like you know rudy's a great great story by itself you do not need to do a kfc could you Colonel Hobbit, you know, Samwise, uh, <laughs> Colonel or something, or, you know, play off Lord of the Rings. So the guy who just, played Rudy also was in Hobbit, so Ernest was making a joke. I know. Should Do I have to explain jokes? Do I have to, guys, really? No, uh, I, I know. They played Samwise and they'll figure it out. Yeah, they'll but, figure it out. So that's what Google's for. Nate, we give him a hard time about Notre Dame. He is true. All the way, Notre Dame, true Irish, even though I grew up in Phoenix, I don't get it. And then Ernest is our sage who knows it all and is sort of older than the rest of us. So we ask him him how, you know, Bobby Jones played golf or was he there when Naismith invented basketball or, you know, how did New Rockney call plays? Here's our math problem. Here's our math problem for this week. Add Nate's age and Paul's age. Is it over or under my age? <laughs> it's under. No, it's over. <laughs> Ernest, is, Ernest is I was, in I was going to say, Ernest, I, all those things you talk about with Ernest, I think I'd be more excited to find out um, you know, what it was like interacting with Jesus because, I mean, obviously Ernest was around. <laughs> oh, my he was around. Now you got, uh, me, be... you got me doing the million-year-old uh, you know, man. Yeah. with. Uh, now uh, that's uh, an old uh, reference. Al- Brooks yeah. and uh, – Yes. Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner. So, and then my role, folks, is that I get most of Ernest's references, and then I'm related to Nate, so I got to be nice to him most of the time. And then I'm a big Michigan fan, so they ride me mercilessly about Michigan, all things Harbaugh. And uh, that's the painful part of this podcast coming down the roads. But let's talk about the best football game over the weekend could be 
Georgia versus Notre Dame. And I know, Nate, your team lost, but even in today's USA Today, some guy named uh, Duffy posted his whole page saying, hey, way to go, Georgia. We fought a great team. You treated us with class. Uh, so you saw that. What did you think about that game? Were you just biting off all your fingernails? You know, I was I was nervous, but what happens with Notre Dame is they always just crumble against top five teams, and they actually came out and played really hard. I mean, they, they came up short, but, you know, you ask any Georgia fan, no Georgia fan was talking trash after that game because they know that was a very hard-fought game. And I think both those teams are, you know, at this point of the season, Right now, both of those look like playoff teams. Um, we'll see how the season plays out. Obviously, you're going to have injuries. There's, you know, it's Alabama, Clemson, plus the other two. One of these teams could be the other two. And I think there's also been a lot of talk that if Notre Dame plays like this the rest of the season, which I'll be honest with you, I would be so excited to see because they just don't play like that. They played so well. I wasn't even upset. I mean, I was bummed we lost, but I was very, very proud of how they played. They played in a tough environment. Um, and they, they, you know, they just couldn't get it done. You know, they just, they, they were right there, but you play that game nine, you know, 10 times out of 10, maybe it's five, five. I mean, so I, I was very proud of my, there's nothing bad I can say about Georgia. Um, I wasn't upset with the officiating. It, it just didn't go our way, but we played very well. That's the best. I think I've seen Notre Dame play in a very long time. Probably the best I've seen them play under Brian Kelly. So, you know, but Bummer they lost, but, you know, extremely proud of my team, honestly. Yeah, I thought they played really great. Ernest, we talked last week in the podcast that you claimed that there may be three undefeated teams at the end of the season. You said Alabama, Clemson, and did you say Oklahoma as the third one? Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't think either, I don't think any of those three teams outside of Alabama have to place. They're going to play LSU that's going to be at Alabama, and they've got to play most likely Georgia in the SEC championship. That's the one more apt to think that struggles. But I'm going to tell you, Georgia, what impressed me was Jake Fromm, the quarterback. He's a little undersized. He's he like Ian Book. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but he was very, very accurate. And Is there a more accurate name for a running back than Swift, the running back for <laughs> Georgia? But now I'm going to argue that that wasn't the game of the weekend because uh, I stayed up and watched – UCLA and Washington State. UCLA scored 50 points in the second half. They were down four touchdowns at one point. Mm. UCLA won 67-63. The over and under was 62 for this game, a game for the defense. I mean, it's one of those – it did not finish till 2 o'clock in the morning. But who would be watching at that point? I mean, I had Uh, no interest in that game. I can't even tell you who's the coach at UCLA anymore. Who is oh, it? you it's know Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly's there? Yeah. Yes. This is the first road game he's won in his uh, year and four games at UCLA. Wow. So I would, mean, you, would you rather have Chip Kelly or Jim Harbaugh as your coach right now? Oh, Harbaugh. Listen, all this doom and gloom about Harbaugh, if they beat Notre Dame, uh-oh. And they, they, they uh, got to, yeah, if, if, if they beat Iowa, if they beat Ohio the State, if, I mean, the one thing that, and I believe I kind of predicted the Wisconsin win last week on this podcast, the thing that got me. <laughs> Do you want some attention? Yes, a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm right so few times. I like to 
bring that to the attention. That they were just lifeless. I mean, it, it was like a non-conference. They looked as as involved in that game as they were the Army game. That worries me. The talent is there. I have no problem with the skill. I just don't know if that scheme is right for your for Patterson at quarterback. Mm. Because you need a running quarterback in that scheme that they've brought in. And, and he's a drop-back quarterback. Uh, that would concern me, but it's not the end of the program. You know, Notre Dame, uh, they've got two tough games, Michigan, and I'd be worried about Virginia. Virginia's ranked 21st. They've got a defensive back by the name of Hall. Bryce Perkins is the quarterback. He's a dual option. Uh, we played them a few years ago, and that was a very close game. Um, they won it, I think, on one of the last plays of the game. Notre Dame did. So, um yeah, I, I'm not overlooking anybody. I mean, I think anybody can trip us up. I mean, Notre Dame is known to play down to teams that are bad, which really, really frustrates us Notre Dame fans because it's like, okay, this should be a blowout. Why are we sitting there with Ball State tied at halftime? I mean, th- that that just is so infuriating. We want to see the team that just played this past weekend against Georgia. If that team plays, we'll, we'll win out. If that team that played on Saturday plays the rest of the season, we will win out, no doubt. And then we're just waiting to see what happens with other teams as far as the playoff. If we play like that, if we play like that against Michigan right now, if Michigan plays their best game, Notre Dame wins that game. Yeah, if Brian Kelly comes out and tells them, guys, we're still in a national championship hunt, then there won't be a letdown for this game. They'll be up. And but but if they still are saying we could have beat Georgia, then you're gonna see a game where they're going to have to come back at halftime. Um, I don't think I don't think mentally they're they're thinking that. I think they've all. I think from what I've understood, from what I've seen from the locker room conversation, things like that. You know, Brian Kelly was proud of his guys and just said, "Hey, you know that we put together a complete game and let's go on and get the next victory." I don't think, and I don't think a lot of Notre Dame fans were dwelling on it. I think it was more like, "Hey, we're bummed they lost, but they played great, and let's just see if we can win out and make the playoff." Nobody really seems to be dwelling on it. I'm in a lot of fan groups on Facebook and things, and you know, outside of the article that I mentioned that had, all right, uh, Paul had mentioned that we, one of the fans from Notre Dame, sent a nice full page ad to Georgia and said, you know, to the coaching staff and um, all the fans that they were very hospitable to Notre Dame fans there. You know, that was that was a class act and. Um, you know, I think you got to tip your hand to uh, fans. I mean, they were very polite to the Notre Dame fans. They were cheering Notre Dame when they came off the field at the end of the game to say good game. The previous week, I think they played Arkansas State, and that coach had just lost his wife. They did a pink out for that. So, Coach Anderson, should, yeah. we, should, we should give some props to the Georgia fans. I mean, I don't really love the SEC, but I, I have so much respect for those fans after what they've been doing this season. That's that's a great. I don't know. That's. That's that's great for Georgia, and I think that uh, that should get a little bit more press because that's that's just great for college football. I mean, you want your team to win, but you know sometimes it's just bigger than a game. So I like that. And I was impressed by Claypool at wide receiver and your tight end. I think those are NFL type weapons. For Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, Book still has to show me that he can throw deep, accurate. That's my only question to him as an NFL candidate in that respect. But, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many this year. We're, we're full of guys in college football who I think will be first to third round draft picks. This year. I mean, this is probably the best collection mm-hmm. of college quarterbacks that I've seen in the last 50 years. So guys- I will say one thing that's funny. I would just throw this out there because it's kind of funny. If you guys have seen the clip, there is a uh, little meme going around. So it had Jake Fromm mm-hmm. and people, people put in State Farm. 
So it sounded <laughs> like from State Farm. It was really funny. Was he wearing khakis? Red. No, it's just they put State Farm like they over, <laughs> you know, they typed in with white font on the red State Farm. So it looks like Jake from State Farm. It's pretty funny. So now, Paul, here's here's the latest rumor I hear about Harbaugh. Uh, Redskins. Redskins. Yeah, that, uh, that's yeah, for him and and uh, the owner there, Mr. Schneider, to get together. Oh, I would pay to watch that. Well, you know, it's <laughs> funny. Who's the who's the quarterback technically on the roster? For uh, Haskins will be eventually. Right, but who's the quarterback that got hurt? That's still on the roster there. Uh, oh, Smith, Alex Smith. Yeah, Ooh, Harbaugh that benched. Nice bench to put in yeah. Kaepernick? Kaepernick. You can't get away from each other. They just keep bumbling into Kinda each other. But uh, again, that's that's such a miss. That's probably the worst managed program in the NFL outside maybe the Dolphins. But I, I don't think Harbaugh will be fired. I mean, if he leaves, it's going to be of his accord. If someone the NFL offers him the whole package, GM and manager, because that was the reason at the Forty Niners. Was he was constantly fighting with the general manager? Right. This and is he, he the longest he's the old... been at any head coaching job so far. He's never made it past four years. This is his fifth year at Michigan. It's a weird deal right now uh, because he came up with so much. Came to Michigan with so much fire, so much swagger. He's going to take it over. And uh, two years ago, he had a sort of a come to Jesus moment where he realized it wasn't working well. So he asked the players, he asked friends, what could he do to make it better? He started changing his offense philosophy. He brought in different offense coordinator, all for the sake of making it better. But what we think up here is he sort of traded his soul for the going to the next level. And because he wasn't involved as much in the coaching aspect, the intensity, which Harbaugh's known about, is not showing up in the players at all. They have no intensity, which leads me to this, guys. You guys both played sports. I mean, there's something about a great coach who brings the talent of players, even if they're not the best recruits, they play above their talent. And I don't see that happen with Harbaugh, and I think that's our biggest concern right now. Or we just overhype. I think the nation is sick of Michigan always thinking we're going to be better than we are, or maybe we are. So what coach would you love to play for or would like your son to play for or your grandson to play for right now coaching in football? Someone currently coaching? Which, which, let me follow this up real quick, like. I see the biggest problem in Michigan is their defense. So what happened to your defensive coordinator? He's still there, but he lost his main guy to Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, your defensive line coach. And that's, I mean, you're giving up 35 and you, turnovers. Michigan's turned turnovers. Let me get back. What coach would I want to coach for, right? I mean, my kid to play for right yeah, now? Yeah, right. Well, Parcells is not coaching anymore. So I have to say Dabo. I really, really would. Because Clemson, he just seems like, I mean, the loyalty among the players, you, you don't see the kids transferring out. You don't see the, the micromanaging parents, all the kids who come to there. And I know that's, that's probably a result of two championships in the last four years, but you hear nothing negative. I mean, guys leave Alabama all the time. Guys leave Ohio State, guys leave Michigan, all the other schools. And, you know, I didn't get a chance or those types of things. Dabo just seems so accessible to the kids. Except for that quarterback out. he pushed out. I well, mean, yeah, I mean, but that's – Yeah, but even Bryant was said that he was thankful for the opportunity. He just knew he wasn't going to start. 
And, you know, he just – he quit on the team. And that there is no bigger sin in, in football than to quit. Mm. I, I would have to say Dabo right now. Mm. I mean, it's just – of course, you know, I, I got a Hall of Famer there at Chapel Hill. We're two and two. We lost to Appalachian State. And folks in Michigan know what that's like. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you, you weren't know, ranked number yeah, five at the time. Yeah, no, we weren't. And we weren't even favored for that game for that matter. Uh, yeah, I'd have to say Dabo. Nate, who's, who's – I like I, I, Ernest. I like your pick of Dabo. I'll say another guy. I don't even know if he's still coaching. He's probably he's got to be coaching somewhere. Uh, Brady Hoke. I liked what he. I know he wasn't as successful at Michigan, and obviously that's tough. That's a tough place where if, if you don't win a lot, you know you're not going to stick around very long, with the exception of Harbaugh apparently. Um, but I like Brady Hoke. I like kind of what he did. I think I've mentioned it before. Where I think they played Ohio State, um, and he went for two because he knew his his team was undermanned. Um, outgunned and they were right there at the end of the game and he decided to go for two and you know he asked the seniors what they wanted to do they said go for two he said okay and when they didn't get it when they went to the locker room and they had the press conference he said that was on me that was my call and the seniors came out later and said no we told him we wanted to go for it and he backed us up I mean that's the kind of coach you want to he was a great guy he is a great guy but his x's and o's are really lacking right right I mean that's but you're talking about like if my kid's right, playing college, yeah. it's not going on to the NFL and he's playing college <laughs> like Brady Hope because of the kind of person he is uh, over, right, exactly, the X's and O's. I mean, do you want your kid to have good character or do you want him to just get a ring? I want my kid to come out of school with a good character, have a good character coach. Um, you wish you kind of wish Hope was a little bit more successful, but um, I, I like him. I like Dabo. I mean, obviously Dabo seems like he really cares a lot about his you're kids. You're not saying Brian Kelly here, man. What's Brian Kelly's good. I, I'm not. I'm not saying he's not a good coach, but I think when he first was there, I mean, you saw him the picture that went viral of him yelling at Tommy Reese with his head vein looked like it was about to pop out, and he's had to <laughs> calm down. I think he's done a better job of calming down. But uh, Brian Kelly'd be like in my top ten. But how about Mike Leach? Mike Leach. He seems like a cool. He guy. He is very um, cool. People love playing for him, but he just has that. I can't stand authority, so he always is poking the bear. He's always on the edge, and my son David loves him. He's got a lot of – he's a smart smart guy. He's oh, super smart. Oh, I, he wrote a, the definitive biography of Geronimo. I mean, it's, <laughs> and you would read the book, and you would not know he's a football coach, and it's just excellently what done. What are you saying I about football more. coaches, Ernest? Well, I'm just saying he has so many diversified interests. And here's another one for you. Now, I wouldn't mind my kids playing for Ed Edgeron. I may not be able to understand like him when they too. come That's back. You yeah. know, I wouldn't understand a word he could say when he comes back. But the knock like was him. That he, people loved him, but he wasn't good with X and O's. That was a knock on him. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of like uh, Wade Phillips in pro football. Wade's always had that kind of text too. That you know, people are loyal to him, but they don't know the particular X's and O's in that respect. So I'm going to tell you two names. I want you to think about these two coaching names. One is Les Miles, and one is Fleck. I can't forget remember his first name. Tim who's Fleck, now, who's now coaching at Minnesota. Yeah. Here are two guys who are sort of strange in their own way, have their own motivation techniques. People thought they would be just, you know, Fleck had all the potential, and Miles did really well at LSU. And right now, they're both finding themselves struggling in below top level teams which one of those coaches would you want to play for and which one do you think will do better in the next three years i would say fleck will do better in the next few years only because i think 
Les Miles is in a tough spot with Kansas. That's got to be hard to recruit to Kansas. Plus, their basketball program just got in trouble too. So, there's you know he's not going to be able to get any shenanigans with his football recruiting. Nice. Um, I mean, not that he's going to. But I'm just saying, like he's that's kind of off the table because they're going to be under a microscope, NCAA wise. Um, Roll the boat, with basketball. Baby. They're they're not going to be able to do it. So I, I would say Fleck at Minnesota. Um, but I just think Minnesota is a little bit probably a better position. Still get Big Ten recruits, um, better conference. So, I guess I would say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some, I mean, some of that probation's football also. So you don't know. How, I mean, it's minor violations on football. I mean, Fleck is the Big Ten West is in flux in that respect. I mean, you know, to a certain extent, Paul Christ is is pretty much ruled it at Wisconsin, but it's. Winnable. I mean, you're you're stuck there with Oklahoma and Texas at Kansas. All right. So I can feel this is a non-starter and not a hot topic. So let's move on to the NFL. NFL. We just finished uh, week three, and Patriots look as good as ever. But who are they playing? Like the Dolphins, the Jets. I mean, but they're going to come across Buffalo this week, who is undefeated. Who saw that coming? And they're playing at Buffalo, although there will not be snow on the ground. We think. What's your prediction for this game, Ernest? I think Buffalo pulls the upset. I got a chance to watch them. Uh, they played an exhibition game against the the Panthers up close, and uh, they got a little Singletary, a little running back from Florida AU, and they got Frank Gore, who's 150 years old right now. <laughs> he, and, he graduated uh, when you did from high school, huh? Me and Frank Gore played. Moses was our quarterback, <laughs> and Frank Gore is in the backfield with me. I was the blocking back. Uh, I like their defensive line. Ed Oliver, who had some doubts about when he got drafted from Houston, they have a great linebacker core. Their defensive back is good. I, I just think, and you know, Patriots always drop one early in the season. It makes you question and worry a little bit. And I just think Buffalo pull the upset. I think Buffalo is a wild card team. I think there's only three teams that can vie for a wild card in the AFC this year. And that's probably going to be either the the Texans or the Colts or the Chargers and the Bills. Out of those four are going to be two wild cards. And the, the Texans and Colts, one of those teams, will win the AFC South. All right. Bold predictions. Nate. I think I, I like Buffalo. Um, I was a big Buffalo fan before the uh, the Cardinals came to town. You like Arizona, everybody Spot Kelly, don't you? Game. Jim Kelly, Brian Kelly, Chip Jim Kelly. Kelly. Something about the Irish like Kelly, Kelly, man. I don't like You Chip like Kelly. my daughter that, named Kelly. I got Kelly. to meet him, but um, yeah, I, I, I'd like to see them pull the upset. I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Patriots are too... The, the way that they play, the way they operate, I think um, they'll make sure the defense gets worn out. They'll do a lot of plays where it just burns clock, keeps the defense on the field. I mean, you know, Belichick knows what to do. So, mm-hmm. as much as I'd love to see Buffalo pull the upset, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think the Patriots are going to put up forty either. But I don't think. I think they're going to find some holes in the Buffalo defense, which is obviously doing much better. Um, I actually have them in a couple fantasy leagues. Their defense, so I like their defense. But um, you know, unless something happens to Brady, I don't. I don't think anything's no upsets this Sunday. But it doesn't mean I, I, I have definitely agree with Ernest that they're a Buffalo. Buffalo is a wild card team. So they're not going to win the division with them, with uh, <laughs> New England in there. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if later on in the season, the second game that they play in New England, that's when Buffalo pulls the upset. That's when I think it'll happen. Mm. All right, here's another pick for you guys. 
All right, you got quarterbacks dropping out like crazy because of injuries on in the NFL. And then you have a quarterback who gets a, finally gets a chance with the Giants, or not finally, he's a rookie. But you also have a quarterback named Allen who's filling in in the Panthers. So which quarterback will play a better season throughout the season, Kyle Allen for the Panthers or Jones, I can't forget remember his first name, for the Giants? Daniel Andy. Jones. Daniel, Daniel Dimes. Daniel Dimes is his nickname because he only deals out dimes. <laughs> and he said in the huddle, we're going to win this effing game, right? Or let's effing score. Let's go effing yeah, score. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I told you told you all both a statistic over the week that uh, Daniel Jones is now 1-0 and when the Giants are behind by 18 points. <laughs> and Eli Manning is 0-44 when the Giants are behind by 18 points. He told us via text, folks. We actually text each other during games, like guys who like each other or something. Man, anyways, getting back. So which player will have a better season? Ernest, come on. I know oh, you're sad oh, that your fans yeah, yeah. are, are really in the dumps. Uh, Kyle Allen may be playing a lot more because it looks like uh, – Cam Newton may have a Litz Frank injury, which is a ligament tear in the uh, bottom of the foot. So I do, I think they can bring him up to three and three by the time we get to our break. Uh, I think Allen fits in pretty good. He has two wins as a starter. Uh, I just think the Panthers have a better chance of winning more games than the Giants. So I will go because I'm hugely prejudiced at this point that Kyle Allen will have a better season. How many Panther jerseys do you own? Just curious. Okay. How many jerseys? Yes. Uh, I have a Tim Bianca Batuka jersey. <laughs> Who played for Michigan. Thank you very much. Yeah, but how many? yeah. One good game against Ohio State, and that's why we drafted Oh, come on. One. Just let me have my moment. All right. How many Panther uh, jerseys do you have? I have a Dan Morgan. I have a Jake DeLome. I Ballpark have a, it. Are we going to be here forever? Oh, sorry. Chris Wayne. Yeah, just give me 20. Under 20 or over 20? I got under 20. All right. But all right. A lot of names you won't remember. All righty. Chris, uh, Chris, I got Collins. I got two Collins. All right. I'm going to cut you off. Nate, jump in. What's Who's going to have a better season? So it's funny because Ernest says he's hugely prejudiced. I'm hugely prejudiced too because Kyle Allen went to my high school in Scottsdale, Arizona. So I'm a big fan of his. I really hope he does well. So I am absolutely Can on you the- sing the, the fight song of this high school for us? Oh, my high school. Actually, the, you'll you'll appreciate this. So um, the fight song words, I don't think any of us ever memorized our fight song, but the music that plays it is the Michigan fight song with the words changed See, to Desert Mountain. there's some redeeming quality about you. DM, DMHS is in there. Um, but anyway, that's that's who I'm rooting for is Kyle Allen. DMX, DMX the rapper, he sings your, your song, DMX the rapper. I don't know where he no. got that from, but just no, keep, going, you know, keep going. You want me to sing mine? I could sing mine, but I went to school before music existed. <laughs> they played on the heart. School existed. Um, yeah. No, but I, I like I like Kyle Allen, so I really hope he can do well there. While Fig Newton's out there, you know, being a cupcake on the sideline with whatever his Ooh. current injury is. Ooh, um, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like Newton's always injured, and that's why he can't play. But you know, focus focus on your get in getting into the trainers and get right. Stop dressing like a clown on the. You know, before games, stuff like that. Is wow. everybody talks about his outfit? Nobody Harsh, cared man. about that when he was winning. No one cared about his wardrobe. It's, just, it's like it's like Dennis Rodman. When Dennis Rodman winning, was with the Bulls, no one cares. If you're winning, you can yeah. do whatever you want. 
But when your team's struggling, get down and focus. If you if your injury is hurting the team, you need to be in that training office. Focus on spending more time training instead of what outfit you're going to wear. So, but anyway, going back, I'm excited for Kyle Allen. I hope he does well. Obviously, this was against the Cardinals. We're not sure how good their defense is. Nobody thinks they're that good yet. Um, so hopefully, I don't know if he's going to have another four touchdown performance, but I'm rooting for him, even though I'm not a Panthers fan. Root for Kyle Allen. Just a side note, Mark Andrews, the tight end out of Baltimore, was Kyle Allen's teammate in high school, also Desert Mountain High School. So those two guys I am excited oh about. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Big the homerism. Oh, um, my however, gosh. I, say I have a lot of Giants fans. They are excited about Daniel Jones. Um, I think it was just a great spark in that game. And maybe this gets him over the top. It's a bummer that Barkley went down because I think you throw Barkley in there healthy – with Jones and you got Golden Tate coming back week five, we're gonna. I think you're gonna see the, the Giants um, bounce back. I know my Giants fans will appreciate that. And but this I think take was brought to you by Trumbull Dad's podcast, and you can hear Nate and his buddies talk on Trumbull Dad's. Actually, they made those points the other day, and they have a great time. And they always tell me their beer of the week too, which is really interesting because you talk about beers on the East Coast that can be really different. A, those are games changers honestly i know we're gonna go off on a little tangent here but there's some good beers out here i've been really impressed there's some there's a place called treehouse it's in um massachusetts i'm actually taking my brother-in-law there this weekend um it's about an hour and a half from our house um but they only can it there you can't get it anywhere else you have to literally go drive an hour and a half for a can of beer they have lines they cap off you can only get a certain amount of beers um so it's pretty impressive we've got um new england brewing company's got a couple good beers uh, we just got some really good. They're like New England IPAs. Can you get some just, sponsorship for us there, Nate? Really good. Brought I know. To, brought to you by the State of Connecticut Tourism. <laughs> See? There's another one. Maine, Maine Beer Company is really good. If you're ever in Maine, it's just Maine Beer Company. It looks basic. It's beautiful, like barn looking. Mm-hmm. They've got some basic beers, but they are so good. IPAs. They've got a lunch dinner. Anyway, so it's kind of fun. We do talk about the beers because it's with being in Connecticut. There's a lot of beers. Beer companies, breweries I've never heard of that every time, once in a while I talk with these guys and somebody's like, oh, I'm drinking this. And I'm like, wow, there's a whole yeah. you know, variety of beers I've never even experienced. So well, you're talking about beer. I'm curious. Can I do my shout out from my high school also? Because okay. you know, of course, I went Moses, but Joshua's doing real well too. <laughs> Joshua. Joshua. Yeah, he went way old on me. this. He's still on that yeah, stick. Well, now remember, Moses invented the wave. That's sports related. <laughs> that's <laughs> reaching it for a joke alright Ernest you went out to dinner probably with our buddy um, Travis who's going to be a co-host, co-host on this podcast what did you have to eat tonight just because I'm hungry I just wanted to uh, we went to an Irish pub and I got a, uh, a uh, my wife got bangers and mash I actually got a, uh, a, a Irish meat burger in that respect with the uh, some Thai sauce and some, it's very nice. I, uh, my wife is a foodie and while I was in Atlanta, she's trotted me off to all these different places, which I'm okay with the golden arches, but. Uh, What's your yeah. favorite Irish beer? Do you have a favorite Irish beer? Is it Guinness? Or is it I, Guinness I, I do not. I don't not partake of such things. Yes. I do not drink beer. I'm yeah. not oh, you don't? No. No. I could it's better the sad that way. Story why. Yeah, but I won't give you the sad story. No, I had some friends who had children. I had, had some friends as a child whose parents had drinking problems. And yeah. All right. So before we continue on, this is just We're so. We're going to take that out. This is, yeah, this is so inside the podcast, like third level. Nate 
on Skype lets us see him during these podcasts. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing him, and he lifts up his arm. Lift up your arm, Nate, and I can see it. He has scars all over his arms. Now, uh, is this the (laughs) problem with coaching little girls that they are hard to coach? I mean, how do you get scarred up in Trumbull, Connecticut? Actually, I had a softball game on Monday night, and I was playing first base. Usually I play the outfield. I had to play first base. or first baseman was hurt. Um, And a lefty hit a screamer down like between first and second, and I went full extension dive on it on the one hop on the infield and got the out, looked up and said, Oh crap, I got this all over my <laughs> body. So it's, um, once I got home, I actually had to take a little shower and clean that up, but it's, uh, a little, it hurts so good, it right? a rough, but you know what, if I would have missed it, it would have hurt a lot more, but I made the play. So don't even feel it. That's it just it. doesn't look. So Paul, is that your segue to make our baseball picks? <laughs> I'll on go with that. I will go with okay. that. I was going to so, talk about how Mahomes is so much better than everybody else, but we can talk about that any week. We'll have all season. Okay. All season. Uh, wild card. Long. Okay, wild card. You're going to have Washington and Milwaukee. What's everybody's pick? Is it official or is it is Cleveland? It, is official. it will be official. Well, Cleveland's another league. Cleveland's so. in the American. I think it was yeah. sweet how Washington clinched it against the Phillies and. Harper had Grace to, Harper was there. Had to was see great. it. And then they showed some uh, dancing in the locker room. And the Nationals, as much as people want to rip on them, they still have some great pitching. And, man, how many other teams would want to celebrate like that? So I have to give Nationals a bunch of credit for that. Um, so I'm going to ride the Nationals bandwagon. And I think because Yelich is out for the Brewers, I think that's just – I don't know if they have enough other talent to pull them through. Well, you you got three guys you can throw in a short series with Corbin, Strasburg, and, and Scherzer. I mean, that's because if they win that game, they're going to play the Dodgers. Oh, and, good. Yeah. And that's <laughs> going to be a pretty good matchup. Remember, they've lost to the Dodgers three times in the first round of the playoffs. So they've never won the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, never won against so. anyone. Martinez is under a lot of fire, particularly because they started out like I think they were nineteen and thirty-four at one point at the beginning of the season. And to come back and win the wild card, again, those three pitchers, you're going to be the favorite in any series. I mean, I could see Washington easily get to the World Series. Okay. I would I would love to see that. I got to go to a game, uh, Nats game, earlier this season um, when they were the quote-unquote expos for a day. They did the whole yeah. expos, uniforms, cool. stuff like that. But, I, I mean, I like the Nats. I, I'm going to pick them over Milwaukee. I like Council. Craig Council is a great, um, great manager. I think he's done a great job with them, even with losing Yelich. Um, Braun kind of stepped up at the beginning out of nowhere. Um, I don't like that guy, but that was kind of cool that you know a teammate stepped up. Uh, but I like the Nats in that. I don't, I don't know if they'll beat the Dodgers. I would love it if they would because I can't stand the Dodgers. Um, so what do the I, Dodgers I, you know, like have to do to lose? Do you think it's the hitting? I mean, if they're bad in hitting, Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts has full control of managing that game. <laughs> the Dodgers lose. If he has help it's, with other managers, they won't. Oh, good oh, pitching. Oh. Good pitching always stops good hitting, and we see teams get hot at the end of the year. And I could easily see that. Now the other series is going to be the Braves and the Cardinals. The Braves are looking at some injuries. Um, they uh, Acuna has got some sore ribs. Freddie Freeman has an elbow injury. They don't really have the proven pitching. Uh, Dallas Keuchel's been inconsistent since they've signed him. By the way, all those people who said uh, Craig Kimball was a solution to all problems, mm-hmm. if you watch the Cardinals and the Cubs series, he blew 
four games in the ninth inning, which kind of eliminated the Cubs. I'm a Braves fan, but the Cardinals and Goldsmith worry me. I mean, they've got some pretty decent pitching themselves, and I could easily see the Cardinals. I could see it going the limit, going to five games. But even though I'm a Braves fan, I got to take the Cardinals in that series. Ooh, so you I did say in my Trumbull podcast years uh, weeks ago, my wild my wild card, my sleeper team was the Cardinals, and they're in. And I, I could see them winning the NL. I don't mm. I don't think I don't think the NL is winning it this year. Um, I think it's the Astros or the Yankees that's going to win the World Series this year. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals win win the, uh, your, the NL. Your pick, Paul. Braves um, and Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Braves just because I want to and to, just to be hot take. But I think the Braves, I think, have a little bit to prove yet. And Acuna is probably too young to feel too nervous. And I always want to say Acuna Matata every time I hear you say his name. That's my uh, fantasy team name, by the way, oh, in baseball. I picked that, that the, Braves the beginning signed, of the season. Yeah, Braves signed him and Ozzy Avila's, uh, and they're both under 21 for like below the table long-term contracts so they're set if if they can stay this consistently good and Acuna is three stolen bases away from 40-40 he is as we talked last week he's only the third guy 21 or younger to hit uh 40 home runs okay let's look let's look at the American League okay, okay all right. we got three go teams on. up for the wild card real fast like uh looks like Tampa Bay Cleveland uh or it looks like uh the A's A's are pretty much set of those three teams, who do you think will come out of the wild card? Did we just switch hosts? Did I miss that? Did we, did <laughs> I, we just I, I did that. Hey, that's go all right. Go for it. Go Old for it. Old people start <laughs> ranting. What you know why? Say? You know why he took over? Is because <laughs> if, world. if baseball is on playoffs or a regular football game, I'm watching the football game. And I, I bet most of the people out there who are average sports fans are doing the same thing. I think baseball has lost a lot of groove. I'm not going to watch the playoffs pretty much until the World Series. I hate to most say it, people but... don't watch until the se- until the playoffs start. That most people consider that to be baseball season. Well, it's I think not baseball season's from I think baseball season's Tuesday to Saturday, right? Right, right. When there's no football on, well, I guess there's a Thursday. Well, now game, there but... is, yeah. All right, uh, so you're asking me who I think is going to win between Tampa Bay, Cleveland, and Oakland, the wild card. So, oh, those three teams. Who comes out of the wild card? I'm going to go Tampa Bay just because they've never done it before. I just would love to see them ride that wave. And I love that – I forget the guy's name who just hit the walk-off last night. It's just a weird stadium. And it, I think it gives them a weird advantage if they're going to play other teams. You know, if you've seen so many other players lose the ball in that ceiling or that roof. So I'm going to go crazy and say Tampa Bay. Okay, Paul, I hate to call you on this, but they were in the World Series in 2012. Was it Tampa Bay or Florida? They played the loss to the Phillies five games. See, I guess I'm not a baseball fan. <laughs> were they the Devil Rays then or were they the Rays? They were the Rays then. That was John Madden's okay. second year. Uh, who He'll be looking for a job because the Cubs are going to fire him. But, uh, Nate, of those three, who's come out of the wild card? First off, what I really want to see happen is the one-game elimination game before the wild card game. I want to see Tampa Bay and Cleveland play that tiebreaker. That's what I want to see. That's what I'm rooting for. Um, But I think, honestly, I'll take Cleveland. I think Cleveland will will win that. I'm hoping it'll be Cleveland will have to win two games to win the wild card, Um, the tiebreaker, and then beat Oakland. That's what I'd root for. I I think you know. I think Cleveland's a sleeper team, but if they win, they they play what the Astros, right? They get the number one Astros. Yeah, Yeah, I don't play the Twins. 
I mean, we're, we're going to wind up with Houston and the Yankees for the yeah, uh, American League. There's... And that probably is the real world series, to be honest with you. I agree. Probably the two best teams. I, I totally agree. Paul? I think so, I wonder if Minnesota can make them a little bit. Minnesota can beat up on New York, you know, make them work a little bit harder, maybe take them to six games mm-hmm. and um, wear them down so that and then the Astros will be fresh because I'd love to see the Astros in there. I'd like to see the Astros win it, I guess, if I had to pick a team. So since I need to have some baseball schooling going on, Ernest or Nate, yeah. tell me. Hey, by the way, this this sex this part of the programming has been brought to you by old people. <laughs> yes, old people, the only ones still watching baseball in 2019. <laughs> and Perkins old Family people. Restaurants, Is yes. it Perkins yes. Family Restaurants. Yeah, old people, the people that make you curse when you drive behind them on the highway. <laughs> old Bay. Oh, all right. Well, so this guy in his 50s has not kept track. So if you had to tell me the one Achilles heel, the one thing that's going to make these teams lose, like if I say the Yankees, what is the one thing that will probably make them lose if they lose? Injuries. Starting pitching. Injuries. Starting pitching and injuries. <laughs> but starting pitching, okay. they really don't have consistency. All right. They're so back, the relief squad's very good. Houston Astros. Uh, I would say the relief pitching. Yeah, I'd probably say the relievers. Have, yeah, they don't have a, a a number one closer. And so the Dodgers were saying their manager. Is that what you're saying, Nate? Absolutely, <laughs> their manager. Absolutely, their manager. That's the they would have won a World Series I, if it wasn't for him. They already would. I say relief pitching is probably, and that's his choice of who he brings in. But the relief pitching is abysmal. All right, the hitting they've got. Are, Cardinals again, relief pitching. Uh, they got pretty good starters. The hitting is a little inconsistent, uh, but but Molina, who's 150 years old, me and Molina used to pal around again with <laughs> Moses. Uh, I mean, I just have so much respect for him. He's a Hall of Fame catcher. Goldsmith is is this is his real chance on the national spectrum a little bit more. I mean, he's been in what Nate one playoff series before this. He when won y'all played the, the- Brewers. In 2012, yeah, he was on that team that won the wild card game a couple years ago because I had just moved to Connecticut. Um, yeah. They won the one game playoff. I think it was against Colorado, the tiebreaker. Um, then they lost the next game. Uh, for him, and, for some reason, him. And but he's Freddie but he's Freeman. got a, he's had a couple games in the playoffs, so he's but he hasn't been past the first round, which is not his fault. But mm. uh, but he's got a little bit of experience, so it's not going to be brand new to him. And I think the. The Cardinals, you know, they've, they've got enough people on the front office and throughout the organization that have just, they've been through the playoffs. They know what it takes to win. I, I think he'll be fine. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I guess I'd have to say relief pitching too. Um, but, you know, I, I think the Cardinals kind of know what they need to do. They're that veteran team that kind of knows what they need to do and they can get it done. If they can execute, they, they could win the, win the mm-hmm. NL. So last night, Molina. Who's the man? Paul, who's the manager of the Cardinals? I have no idea. Matheny? Mike, Mike Schilt. Uh, this Mike is a clean Schilt. program, Ernest. You know, keep yes, it going. Matheny is about to become the manager of the Kansas City Royals. Oh, okay. So last night, Molina <laughs> caught all 19 innings of their game. And according to the announcers, about the, at the 10th inning, he looked over his brother who was in the stands. It was waving at him like, come on, take my place. But can you imagine in your late 30s, Catching 19 innings of baseball. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. He's a tough guy. Crazy. Like so much respect for him. All right. Who won the Who won that 19 inning game last night? Uh, not the. 
Cardinals. Who were they playing? I forget. The Diamondbacks. They were oh, that's the right. Diamondbacks beat them. Oh, that's right. I have to remember that you're an Arizona fan. That's right. I have to keep remembering Here's that. Here's how good Molina is. His backup is a former All-Star. Who's that? Matt Wieters used to be Matt Wieters used to be with the Orioles Baltimore. and the Nationals. Yeah, Baltimore, yeah. Huh. All what right. What was his last name? Wieters. Matt Wieters. No, no. What was the last name? Not the first name. What's the last name, Ernest? <laughs> Just the last which name. Which last name? Yeah, which last name? <laughs> All right, guys. We got about five more minutes to go. So is there any sports news out there that you want to talk about that's caught your interest between f- football and baseball? And even basketball is making a little noise right now. About free Melvin agents. Gordon, Melvin Gordon's coming back from his holdout. He caved. He did That's today. Funny. Um, yeah, he just announced it like I don't know an hour or two ago. Um, so he's he's caving. He won't play this week. It'll play the next weekend. Um, I think that's kind of funny. But I think I think the San Diego Oregon the ownership is a joke. Um, or no, they're not San Diego. They're the LA Chargers. Uh, they're not well liked. Even people in San Diego are really mad at the owners. They like the team, but they hated the owners. Um, I forgot the guy's name, but. Anyway, um, I'm not, that doesn't surprise me, but I think uh, Spanos, yeah, there you go. So I think Gordon will probably play out his contract and be gone, which I don't think anybody blames him for. Can you make that whistle again? Oh, no, he didn't do it as good the second time. <laughs> All right, Ernest, what sports news are you paying I got, attention to? I got to? two real quick, like, uh, they actually asked Urban Meyer if he'd be interested in the Michigan job. Who asked him that? ESPN. No, he. Everybody he knows he's going to L.A. He's, he's, they did ask him. Well, supposedly in his contract with Utah or even Florida, he had a built-in his contract that he could get out for three jobs: Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Michigan. And that's been out for a long time. That story, but uh, yeah, one guy even photoshopped Mike Leach in a Michigan coach's uniform or t-shirt this week no, hoping no, Mike no. Leach would come I, I couldn't see Leach there I do like the idea that we're going to have to postpone the Super Bowl parade for the Cleveland Browns <laughs> you don't like Just Baker Mayfield bit. Uh, you know Baker Mayfield since he's become the starter of the Browns has the most interceptions as any starting quarterback in the NFL <laughs> that's funny do you know his quarterback rating in the fourth period for the last 10 games is under Fourth 30. Period. Don't, be a hater, no, Don't be a hater. Don't be a hater. I mean, just because he's making started. money. and Basketball's getting here. His quarterback rating is un- is 30 for the fourth quarter. Yeah. Who's his the backup? In, who's his backup? Oh, the guy who's used the to backup? play for uh, Buffalo, the uh, quarterback. Uh, ta- no, no, no. Tyra Taylor's Taylor? with, uh, he's with the Chargers. Oh. Taylor Swift? No, that's not right. No, definitely not. No, not Taylor Swift either. All right, so Ernest, the, the other sister of the running back for the Georgia Bulldogs, Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, other news, Ernest, I was giving you a chance, and you wanted to rip on ta- uh, Baker Mayfield, which is your right and everything. Any other sports news? Garrett Gilbert what? is the backup. Who? Garrett. You know Garrett where? He, you know where he played? You know where he played last? Uh, Southern Math. Southern. The Math. Orlando Southern Apollos. Math. Of the AAF. And who would know that? Ernest, did you know that without looking it up? Good grief. Oh, yeah. Because he was a backup with the Panthers last year. And he played for the Pittsburgh. Do you know he was the Sports Illustrated High School Athlete of the Year 10 years ago? When you look (laughs) at the list, 
and you see like LeBron James and you'll see all these great players and then Gil Gilbert and you go like, why is he there? It must have been a bad year for high school athletes. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. I'm yeah, going to give you your two-minute final or a minute and a half, whatever I feel like giving you as your final wrap-up. Uh, Nate, go for it. Uh, uh, we didn't get a chance to rip on Michigan enough today, so I think we need to work on that. But it doesn't matter. Right we gotta, we'll be able to do that for weeks, so we'll just keep <laughs> that in the tank. But um, I am looking forward to Notre Dame-Michigan. I hope. I actually genuinely hope it is a good game. I don't want it to be a blowout either way, so let's uh, – Let's keep that in the hopper. And um, I do have to say one thing. I'll, I'll give a shout out to my niece that lives in Ann Arbor. She is a big fan. I guess when they drive by the stadium, uh, my um, brother-in-law and sister-in-law, when they drive by the stadium, she says, go blue. And this past week after they lost to Wisconsin, they drove by and I guess she wouldn't say it. So I think, <laughs> you know, there's a three-year-old or two-year-old that's not excited about Michigan. It's pure pressure so from her that made, that made me chuckle. That made me <laughs> chuckle. So, um, you know, Michigan, get it together because uh, my – my little niece, uh, Karis, wants to cheer for you guys again. Go ahead, Ernest. Take take your 10 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we're about to go into October. Gentlemen, you want to sing the song? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Why? It's the only month of the year when you get hockey, basketball, baseball, and football, the big major four sports, all playing at the same time. I mean, there's multiple every night you can pull up one of these sports because Mac action. They'll be playing college football games on Tuesday and Wednesday night. It is a smorgasbord of sporting delights. And when you're stuck in January watching, I don't know, the Winnipeg Jets playing the Vancouver Canucks, and that's the only sports on TV, you're going to treasure October, the great memories. I mean, I know I am the only person alive who still follows baseball. But October memories, you got basketball and hockey starting, football. This is the meat of the season. I love college football because for nine weeks, it's as intense as it can be. It's a single elimination tournament because the, you know, the, the Michigan-Notre Dame game will be a national elimination game because whoever loses, that's it, you're out. The LSU-Alabama game, whoever loses, they're out. I mean, all these games, we get down to that final. And, yes, I still say Oklahoma, Clemson, Alabama, or LSU will be three of those teams. The interesting part is is that fourth team from the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, uh, the Pac-12. And, by the way, gentlemen, when I got a trivia question for both of you. When did the Big Ten officially accept the name as the Big Ten Conference? 1946. I don't know. Paul? I think it's probably later than that. I would say 65. 1987. Really? Yes. Before that, what were they called? I have no clue. Over, the overrated conference? Western Conf- the Western Conference. The Western Conference. Western Conference. Well, there's your trivia for the day, folks. And... I had no clue, and I know Ernest every night studies like crazy, and his wife says, when are you going to come to bed? When are you going to come to bed? Ernest, you can go to bed. No, it's okay. I, just, I, was, I was just around. I was there when they were the Western. <laughs> All right, and there you go. We've done another part in the confusion. So much better than those ladies doing soccer. Come on, soccer. Who listens to that? Hey, I just want to tell you, you can listen to Trumbull Dads. You can listen to Man to Man. You can listen also to Boys of Summer, which is a podcast that actually talks about baseball with a guy 
who actually was the scorer for the Boston Red Sox and got to see tons of players. So that's a lot of great baseball stories on that podcast. And so for Nate Moyer, for Ernest Watts, thanks for listening. Have a great night. <laughs>